So Dave Meltzer says that Triple H is in trouble. He's reporting that he's internally being blamed for NXT not winning the Wednesday Night Wars, which WWE thought they would win easily. Further, that there are players backstage who've been worried they would lose power if Vince McMahon's son-in-law took over the company, and now they're using AEW's success to badmouth NXT and, by extension, Triple H. NXT is being cast as a product full of independent workers who can't draw, which is unable to attract a younger audience. Now, that is such shit. That is a, such a shit. But you know what? I kind of agree with that, and I'm going to tell you why. NXT, I think, put themselves into a hole, dug themselves a nice little hole, nice little dirt box in the backyard when they started signing all this talent that were already made names on the indies. So, for example, like a Shinsuke Nakamura or Samoa Joe. Um, let's see. Who else did they? Who else? Did they, Finn Balor. Um, Kenta. Who else they got? That's just, an, that's just an Oscar. That's just to name a few. A lot of people that they've signed have been either people from the indies or, you know, bigger names who have been uh, from other companies like Impact or, you know, whatever. At the time, there was no AEW, so they couldn't have come from AEW. But I feel like they haven't had a homegrown star other than like a Roman Reigns, you know, other than him. But look, look, think, think about that. Roman Reigns is really homegrown. He was not, you know, an indie guy. His family is, you know, within WWE and Roman Reigns. What did he start in FCW? I think. Yeah, he's like a home. He's homegrown. So when you think about it, WWE don't they don't really have very many homegrown wrestlers. And look, I know that they got some, but they don't have a lot. In uh, Sasha, homegrown. Bianca Belair, homegrown. Right. Pay attention to who's being pushed, who's who's the stars of this shit right now. Pay attention. Bianca, Sasha, Roman, Cena, you know, guys even still like Orton who are getting pushed and put in a in a really, really important situation. Um, you know, I, I mean, I don't really know too much about Drew's indie life or anything like that, but you know, Drew was super young when he was with WWE. This goes back to what I mentioned before. Um, and I I just started talking. I didn't really give a proper intro. Thank you. Welcome to Within the Ropes episode two. Okay. I didn't even say that. What what happened? I guess I just wanted to approach this episode a little different. This is Within the Ropes podcast episode two of the flagship show. And yeah, I'm talking Triple H, NXT. Just giving my thoughts on the reports that have gone out there over the last week or so. Um, Dave Meltzer giving us all the secrets, telling us everything he knows, or at least telling us everything he thinks. You know, Dave Meltzer is pretty biased. You know, he doesn't really. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Dave Meltzer. We all know how Dave Meltzer is. But I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. Make sure you guys follow the show at Within the Ropes on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys follow me at Brian Tronic on Twitter and Instagram as well. But let's get back into what I was saying. I think that 
The problem with NXT is, is that it turned into like this, you know, third brand and it was full of a lot of people who were a little on the older side and then they come to WWE and I mean, think about it. NXT really became the place for these indie stars to come when they were done with their wrestling careers and they just wanted to come make a lot of money and become sports entertainers. The majority of them, right? Okay, I won't say the majority of them. In my head, I'm really just thinking of AJ Styles right now. But think about that. Like AJ Styles, you know, before AEW, you know, Samoa Joe. I don't know why these indie guys wait so long to come to WWE. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. I'm never mind. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. It is WWE. Maybe it's WWE. Okay, but let me back up. Let me back up because now I'm scrambling and I'm forgetting what I'm saying in my head. Let me back up for a minute. NXT's problem to me is the fact that they don't have any up-and-coming, homegrown talent. They got a lot of people who've come from the indies. And I know that, that you, I mean, there's no way you could stop that, right? I, I understand and I get that. A lot of, and, but, but see, but now Vince McMahon is probably looking at a lot of the talent that they have or had. And not everybody that got released were, you know, big names on the indies or anything like that. But I don't know. Maybe they're having a, a hard time. I don't know, man. Let me back up again because now I'm still, I'm still confusing myself about the point that I'm trying to get across. Let me take a deep breath. I think. NXT should just go back to being a developmental territory. I think that instead of getting big indie names, they should they should groom the young talent that they have, you know, homegrown, young, fresh talent. I, I don't really care about, I mean, all that other noise about them being, you know, too small or whatever, that's, that's irrelevant to me. That's stupid because we've seen the smallest of the small become superstars and the biggest of the big real big become superstars so and fan favorites and that to me that's what it's all about right so i don't really care about that but i just think that if nxt could go back to that state where it's just like all right we're not a third brand but we're kind of like a stepping stone um like if you want to come to wwe this is where you go and then once you're ready then you can come up to the main roster and you know you should be ready for everything you should be ready for touring you should be ready for tv you should be ready for all that you shouldn't come to wwe and just not be ready i'm pretty much going all over the place here at this point but the the point is uh is that no i don't think triple h is to blame it's 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 really up to vince mcmahon we all know and this is what i tried to tell everybody who felt like NXT was like its separate thing and the fans made NXT its separate thing. But what people don't understand is that, and that NXT logo is a lit, excuse me, I I almost freaking threw up. (laughs) Like I said, and that NXT logo is a little itty bitty WWE logo, okay? So NXT was never its own entity. And as much as people want to, 
put it out there and make it seem like NXT was some indie wrestling show or some separation of NXT. Um, sorry to break the news to you, but it was not. Okay. It was Vince all along. It was me all along. WWE Universe. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I just think that Vince is in the way, basically, of Triple H. I don't think it's Triple H's fault. Um, and for people who think it's Triple H's fault, well, then you're stupid. It's as simple as that. Sorry. I know that's kind of mean. No, I'm not sorry. You're stupid if you think it's Triple H's fault. Who's the boss? Who's in charge? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's who's in charge. It's his fault. It's his company. It's his brand. It's his show. Triple H just gets paid to book it and fucking pay other people to do things. And he just just gets paid to be there. That's what it all comes down to. I'm not going to spend too much time on Triple H. I, I confused myself three minutes into this. Okay. And to attract a younger audience, I don't think you necessarily have to have young stars or anything like that. Just make better shit. Book better shit. Christian just won the Impact World title on Rampage. And he ain't young. I'm not going to get into a rant about that, though. (sighs) Triple H in trouble. NXT canceled. Oh, and the news came out today that... NXT, matter of fact, let me go to the news. I'm just going to read it because I don't want to I don't want to just try and act like and remember it. <laughs> so the report says that FIFA learned that NXT will be taping the Monday and Tuesday following NXT takeover this month as opposed to going live and that some fans and regulars have already been sent emails to request their request Holy shit, why is that hard for me? Request their spots on the tapings and uh the most recent set of nxt shows had some live some taped and uh that they're working to find out any more changes that will be in store and things like that so yeah and they're also they haven't been told if it's a permanent move or not but guess what i think it should be a permanent move make it permanent don't waste your time on trying to do live television get back in the groove of making sure everything is nxt ready and make sure everything is is set and good and, and and don't i don't know man i just feel like everything should start over nxt should start over the main roster start over get aew and and competition and all that get it out of your head and just worry about yourselves you know we focus on and we tell a lot of aew fans and aew in general to focus on yourself focus your stealth focus on yourself don't worry about WWE. Don't stop name dropping, doing all that. I think WWE should do the same thing. And for the most part, they are. But I don't think that they're, they're like not worrying about AEW so much to the point where they're just doing a lot of bad shit still. They got to focus on what they can do good. And I know Nick Khan's in the building and he's the money man. And he's the decision man. And he's the, you know, mainstream man. But we got to focus on the product, the writers, the wrestling, the stories. That's what's important. That's what matters. That's really what wrestling fans care about. Not who's going to be performing at WrestleMania. Not who's going to be performing at SummerSlam. Not what celebrity guest special referee we're going to have or anything like that. Fans don't 
care about that. The casuals do. And to be quite honest, I'm still trying to figure out what a casual is. So if anyone could just DM me or tweet me or let me know the exact definition of a wrestling casual, I would love to know. I'm trying to figure out, am I a casual? All right. So next up on the list, I got Keith Lee. Keith Lee made a YouTube video uh, earlier this week or last week, I I guess. Um, And he explained his absence over the last, you know, five plus months. And he said it was due to COVID and he suffered from heart inflammation. And basically the man almost died. Now, a lot of people speculated and had, you know, their, their thoughts and their what ifs and, oh, this is what happened and this is what didn't happen. And old Vince McMahon says he's too fat and he needs to lose some weight and they're keeping him off TV because they don't like the way that he looks and all this stuff. Look, man, we got to stop speculating and making up these lies and rumors about these, you know, these wrestlers because, look, they got real lives and we don't know what's going on with it. We think we know everything, but we don't. That's what a lot of you wrestling fans got to realize and understand. A lot of you Twitter finger wrestling fans need to understand something that, yeah, you can say what you think, you can say what you know, but it ain't the facts. It ain't always the facts. And he explained that uh, Mia Yim was also, um, you know, Mia Yim, who was his fiance, she did not have COVID. It was a lot of talk saying that she gave it to him. But that was also a lie. She did not give it to him. In fact, she got it from him um, because she was there helping care for him. You know, she risked a big moment in her career, you know, uh, missed out on an opportunity being in the Royal Rumble to help care for him. And that is commendable. And I think she deserves a lot of credit. And I think she deserves a fucking sorry from a lot of the Internet wrestling community. Okay. Everybody who are just on the internet all day talking about people's lives and what they should and shouldn't do and how they should and shouldn't make their money and, you know, who they should or shouldn't be employed by. We got to stop that shit, man. We don't know everything. We don't. It, it just it makes me so mad. Like this man, this man literally almost died and people were on Twitter talking about. He's off TV because Vince McMahon thinks he's too fat. He's off TV because Bruce Pritchard doesn't like the way he looks. He's off TV because Mia Yim gave him COVID. He's off TV because this and that. Now, I mean, now, because when he came back, I was like, yo, he seems a little bit slower than normal. He doesn't seem to have his wind all the way because Keith Lee was extremely, extremely uh, athletic. He had, he was quick. The agility was amazing. And since he's been back, I've noticed, you know, him not being as quick as he normally is. And now I know why, you know, now I know why, uh, shouts out to Keith Lee and me. I'm glad he's doing okay. I'm glad that she's okay. And I hope that they both somehow get worked into, you know, worked back in. seems like Keith Lee is kind of working his way. I mean, he's been on raw every you know for the past few weeks or whatever but me and him i hope she gets or finds her way back into the mix um and they got something hopefully they got something planned for her um 
uh, and all this stuff. I, I just it just makes me mad, and I just want to say. As wrestling fans, can we please stop speculating and please stop like trying to act like we know these wrestlers' lives? We do not know everything that goes on in their life. We do not know shit, really. We're reading, you know, from different sources all day, every day. And a lot of the sources are saying the same thing over and over. You know, that's one thing that I don't like about the internet and Twitter and wrestling Twitter and all that is that when you go online, you read, you know, from these sources and it's so many of them, but they're all saying the same thing. Some of them say it differently, but all in all, it's all the same shit. So yeah, I don't know, man, when it's, when it's, when it's about someone's personal life, let's try and keep it, you know, um, you know, out of our mouths and wait until they're ready to share and then go from there. Um, but that's all I wanted to say in regards to Keith Lee. Um, I want to talk about the announcement of the king and the queen of the ring, the the king and queen of the ring tournaments. Let me bring this up here because uh, it was announced according to Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast that um, they were going to be bringing back the King and Queen of the Ring tournament. Uh, it's set to take place in October, and the finals for both the King and Queen of the Ring is taking place in Saudi Arabia. I think that there's not a better place for the King of the Ring finals, and I know that people aren't going to agree with that, but let me tell you why, just a quick, quick, just real quick. Why not? That's it. I that don't have to explain myself. Why not? Um, I think that the King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring will and should uh, shape up a little bit of the lack thereof of some talent. Um, you know, this there was no Tony Storm. As far as the let's talk about the Queen of the Ring. As far as like on the women's side, there was no Tony Storm. There was no Tegan Knox. There was no Shotzi. And I know that there's no Shotzi and Knox because. There's no Natalia, and there's, I mean, it seems as though they were gearing up for a championship match, um, but we're not getting that right now because Natalia is still injured. Um, and I guess creatively, WWE doesn't know how to, if, if they have plans for somebody, they don't know how to call an audible and switch things up in the meantime. So what do they do? They keep you off TV. Tony Storm, she had one match on SmackDown in her debut, and that was it. Haven't seen her since. It's a little scary. It's uh, it's concerning because I like Tony Storm and I think she should be on SmackDown every week. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? It's it's crazy. But maybe we'll see. You know, some of these girls in the Queen of the Ring tournament. I hope we do. I hope we see fresh faces, new new faces, more unpredictable outcomes. I know a lot of people are speculating and thinking that it's going to be Charlotte. Because she is the Queen City. And you know, just like I know, that Charlotte should win. She should she should win the Queen of the Ring tournament. But I don't think she's going to win the Queen of the Ring tournament. In fact, I have a gut feeling that whenever she's done, if she doesn't win the championship at SummerSlam, which I think she's going to win that as well, um, I got a gut feeling that She's going to be probably taking some more time off here pretty soon. 
that's just how I feel. I don't know. I just got a feeling. But, you know, we'll see. I don't think she I don't think the women's division can afford to, for her to take time off right now with no Becky and no Bailey and things of that nature. But hey, we got Sasha, we got Bel Air. You got I already gave my thoughts on them um and how I believe that they're holding up the women's division. They're the future of this women's division. Um, outside of Charlotte Flair, they are t- two, if not the only two, uh, that you can put in the ring with anybody, male or female, and you know they'll come out on top. They'll they'll wrestle circles around you know anybody. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Um, if you ask me to write out my bracket for Queen of the Ring, um, I can't honestly can't tell you who I would have in it. As far as King of the Ring goes. You got a lot of a lot of opportunity, a lot of new faces you can put in that as well. You know, I go back to the days where the unexpected happened in the King of the Ring, like Billy Gunn winning the King of the Ring. Like that was that was weird. Like that it was weird. And I think he is probably like the only King of the Ring winner that didn't really go on to do anything. Which maybe that's why they don't make Maybe that's why they don't do spontaneous, unexpected uh, participants and outcomes of certain things because then you end up with Billy Gunn being, you know, partially pushed. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, this person is not getting over. Speaking of getting over, um, well, before I move on, King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, October. I know that there's a draft coming too. So I'm just excited about that, man. A lot of people think that with, with AEW and Rampage and Daniel Bryan and Asher Art Stadium and CM Punk and all of that, uh, this is the end of WWE. But no, this is not the end. In fact, this is really just the beginning of them getting back on their feet in terms of, you know, having fans back and having that wrestlers being able to have that connection and doing all. They're just getting started. And if they stay tunnel vision and not worry about everything going on on the outside. WWE is going to be fine. You just fucking watch. But let me talk about something real quick. Let's talk about Nikki Ash. I seen a video on Twitter, um, and it was her getting booed at a live event. Why do people not like Nikki Ash? Why? Nikki Ash is entertaining to me. She's more entertaining than Orange Cassidy. And that's no knock to Orange Cassidy. I don't want to sit here and talk shit uh, about another wrestler at the expense of, you know. I don't want to do that. But she's entertaining. And I think people just, I think people hated it because they thought it was Vince's idea. And they thought it was Vince trying to change her. And then once the word got out that it was her idea, and it wasn't Vince's idea, that she actually came up with this and she presented it to Vince. And she was successful and, and, and it actually came to life. People, at, at that point, it was too late and people were like, oh, you know, I don't like it. It's, it's trash. And they, they didn't want to backpedal and go back on what they were saying about the gimmick. I don't know. That's just my guess. I like it. I think it's good for the kids. It's amazing. It's awesome. Kids have something to look forward to and to look up to. And that's what lacks in wrestling. Yeah, we got a lot of grown ass men fucking loving Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy, but name me 10, name me or find me 10 kids. Find me 10 kids 
that love Orange Cassidy. Find me 10 kids. Maybe you might be able to find 10 kids that like Darby Allen, but find me 10 kids that love uh, Britt Baker. That's again, no knock to Britt Baker's fantastic, but she's a little mid. There's nothing really about her outside of her in ring ability. I know she's trying. I hate doing this, guys. I, I'm not trying to tear her down at all. But when you put her up against someone like Charlotte, and yeah, she's not liked very much by a lot of people. But I'm speaking in terms of little girls and who they could look up to and who their favorites could be. All right. Charlotte Flair, just the, the queen, that moniker, that. That uh, that swagger, that just you know, just the aura that Charlotte has. Uh, uh, Becky Lynch, the man. You know, just that speaks for itself. Sasha Banks, the boss. Bianca Belair, the EST. And I get it, Britt Baker's the DMD, but. That's not fucking cool to kids. No one gives a shit. No kid gives a shit about that. In my opinion. I'm being, I'm being 100,000% honest right now. No kid is going to really resonate with that versus the EST, uh, the, 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 the boss, the queen, the man. You know? Bailey, when she, was, when she had the, the inflatable Bailey buddies. No, come on, man. There is no bigger stage. Let me not go there. <laughs> Let me not go there. Sorry. All right, let's talk about Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny had a match with Andrade El Idolo for the AAA Mega Championship uh, this weekend at Triple Mania 29. And this came after... Kenny Omega defended the Impact World Championship and lost to Christian on the premiere episode of AEW Rampage. And so he was kind of like already on a losing streak. And with that loss, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone when I say this. We kind of all expected Kenny Omega to lose the AAA Championship and only have one title heading into All Out. It just made more sense considering that he lost the Impact Championship to Christian. But that was not the case. Andrade did not um, defeat Kenny Omega. Um, it was a lot of shenanigans. Ric Flair was there to accompany Andrade. Conan was in um, Kenny's corner. And so it was a lot of stuff going on. But at the end of the day, Kenny Omega and still AAA Mega Champion. But... That left a lot of people scratching their heads, including me, because it's just like if you were going to have Kenny Omega keep that championship, why would you have him lose the Impact Championship in the first place? And there was reports out uh, earlier today in regards to that whole ordeal, that whole situation um, with Kenny Omega and him losing the championship, uh, according to... Dave Meltzer, he says that, let me pull it up real quick. According to Dave Meltzer, 
Andrade was originally supposed to win the AAA Mega Championship from Kenny Omega at Triple Mania, but AEW asked AAA to hold off. I guess apparently AEW is in charge of the way Kenny's booked, and so they didn't want him losing uh, two times in a row, and so they they said let's hold off on that. But if that's the case, why didn't? Why did you have Kenny lose in the first place? I thought it would have been a great story if Kenny lost to Christian and then he lost again to Andrade back to back, right? Um, it would have put Kenny in a mind state that he hasn't been in in a while because he's been so used to winning. Um, he could have gone crazy. He could have gone insane. He could have went on a rampage, no pun intended. And, you know, he could have been on a journey to get his championships back and or you know, make sure that he, you know, hey, he kept a hold of the most prestigious one, at least. I mean, they've been putting emphasis on it over the last week to make sure that, you know, yeah, he has the, you know, the Impact World title, the AAA Mega title, the TNA. Yeah, he's got those. But the most prestigious one, the most important one is the AEW World Championship. So if that's the case, why are we tripping off of him losing the other ones, if the AEW championship is the most important one. If you ask me, this kind of makes the whole relationship thing with other promotions make little to no sense. It seems extremely one-sided, and if it's not, it, it, it seems like it's getting there, right? I mean, we hardly see any outside of the Good Brothers. We don't really see any Impact Wrestling guys or gals on dynamite we don't see hardly any new japan or tr any triple i mean you know what i mean andrade is signed to aew too so i get that but that that's another reason why i feel like it makes a, a shit ton of sense you still have someone from aew representing you know uh, and having that championship and i don't know man it's just it i feel like it was a missed opportunity I'm scratching my head. I'm wondering what they're going to do next and how does, you know, I get it. You don't want him to lose two times in a row, but he didn't have to. He could have just beat Christian. He's facing him again in, you know, in a little less than a month anyways. Right? <laughs> He's facing him again in a few weeks anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Um, that's like Christian losing the championship to Brian Myers um, at Impact's next pay-per-view. And then now Brian Myers has to go up against, I don't know, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Seems like a one-sided partnership, one-sided relationship. And, you know, to be quite frank, it, if I was AAA, and I get it, neither one of those guys are under contract with AAA. They're AEW property. But if that's the case, I'd have been like, well, fuck. Give me my belt back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give me my shit back. Neither one of you guys have to win or lose. We'll just, just vacate the title and we'll figure it out. And, but I, I understand that's probably not how things work. So I don't want nobody attacking me saying, yo, Tron, that's not how it works. I get it. I know that's not probably how it works. But I don't know. Do something. Do something. Um, speaking of Kenny Omega, man, he cut this promo after the match. <clears throat> I don't know where it was or how he, you know, backstage or whatever. But he cut a pretty funny, crazy promo. Uh, he mentioned Charlotte, and um, he said that Ric Flair was in fucking trouble 
Um, and it just made me think like, yo, he doesn't need Don Callis. Don Callis makes him look so much more lame and so much like, just cheap, a cheap version of himself. He does not feel like the best bout machine, does not feel like the cleaner, does not feel like Kenny Omega to me when he's got Don Callis talking for him and doing it. Who the fuck who who does he think he is? Paul Heyman? I don't know. Who knows? No, definitely not Paul Heyman. He's definitely not Paul Heyman. And I don't think he thinks he's Paul Heyman. I'm just saying, you know, I just think that, I don't know, man. I need to get a petition started or a, 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 an online e-signature thing that says that Don Callis needs to let Kenny Omega rock on his own. And maybe people will really fuck with Kenny. And, you know, because a lot of people who fuck with Kenny are the people who have been fucking with Kenny from the beginning. And the New Japan and all that. I don't think Kenny has really gained any new fans. I think I saw one person on Twitter say, y'all watched Kenny Omega's match and, you know, it was dope, yada, 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 all this. But in all seriousness, I don't think Kenny has any new fans. But I could be wrong. Um, I don't really have much to talk about on this episode, y'all. I thought I did. I held it off, uh, you know, another day. I did. I held it off. I was like, there's more news, but I feel like it's so deep in the week. I've been busy with uh, trying to get back in the swing of my reviews. You know, my kids are back in school, so I took a hell of a lot of time this weekend getting them ready and prepared for that. So, um, yeah, man, that's 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 where I'm at. There's not much wrestling news, and if there is, you already know it. So I think I'm going to cut this one loose. I talked about what I needed to talk about, and so be it. Well, did I? Let me check. Let me check the schedule. See if, see if I talked about everything. CM Punk. Let's, let's go down the week. Um, CM Punk is scheduled to make his debut or set speculated to make his debut on Friday uh, for Rampage in the United Center. One fucking hour. Are you serious, bro? I was so mad when I realized that Rampage was only one hour. Um... But yeah, set to make his his appearance or his debut or whatever with AEW. Um, so I'm sure that's going to be a big one. SmackDown was good. Um, Raw was Raw. <laughs> NXT is I'm just waiting for TakeOver to be over so we can see what NXT is going to look like. Because I'm pretty sure Karrion Cross is out of there. I'm pretty sure Gargano is going to be wrapping up there soon. Hell, he might be taking some time off soon. Well, who knows? You know, he has he kind of has free will to kind of do anything at this point now because he's not going to have candace because she's pregnant congratulations to them um they're going to have a baby wrestling uh so that's exciting uh what else i don't know i think that's it oh new japan i'm not going to go i'm not going to review it but new japan resurgence that was a good fucking show this weekend um so for those of you who watched that um right on if you didn't watch it Go check it out. Go to New Japan World and watch it. The English commentary should be up. And if it's not up yet, then it should be up soon. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's where I'm going to wrap. Um, I don't have very much to talk about. Um, I appreciate all of you guys for listening, though. There will be more. I was trying to get a guest. That's what I was doing. I was trying to think of a guest to have. I should have just brought Philip on here. Shout out to Philip. Shout out to Bullet Cash. Shout out Brandon. Uh, shout out Baby Huey with In The Click. Uh, those are my guys. I appreciate them. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, you know, when I, when I started doing this podcast by myself, 
I was like, damn, man, I'm by myself. I'm not going to have any friends, any buddies. But those guys, man, they, 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 they reached out and, and we, we've, we've been potting and we've been having a shit ton of fun. So I appreciate all the love and support that those guys show. Everybody shows to me. Shout out Strictly for the Culture. Appreciate what you guys have done. Always supporting, always peeping the, uh, the, the podcast, listening. So thank you so much. Everybody, shout out to everybody that listens. Um, it's extremely appreciated. Um, those of you who are new, welcome. Welcome to Within the Ropes. And I hope you stay and I hope you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Subscribe, leave a review, say hi. Follow me on Twitter at Within the Ropes. That's the show. Follow me at Brian Tronic because I'm the host. From the Queen City. That's right. Um, and that's it. I'm just going to end it. I'm just going to say a bunch of ums, and I'm probably going to think of shit that I probably could have talked about on this episode later. But guess what? We'll leave it for later in the week. Um, WithinTheRopesPodcast.com. Visit that. Everything is on there. The YouTubes, the socials. The, the platforms that the podcast is on, everything is on there. Uh, I got SummerSlam predictions coming up this week. I didn't, it's been a while since I did any predictions. I did Hell in a Cell, and I think that's all I did. I didn't do the last pay-per-view. But SummerSlam, SummerSlam predictions are coming because that is this Saturday coming up. That's exciting. Um, and that's it. Just stay tuned, man. I got shit coming. YouTube. Shit's coming for the YouTube. And that's all I got to say. Charlotte is still better than Kenny Omega. In the ring, out the ring, doesn't matter. So he better be careful talking to her daddy like that. And, and he better watch his mouth when he talks about the Queen City. Okay, he may have beat Andrade, but uh, hey, Charlotte wrestles circles around him. Make him feel like, y'all know what I mean. Have a good one, wrestling fans.